Okay, welcome. This is WNZN Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. That's where the station is. Oftentimes, because of COVID, we have to be off-site, but uh, we are in Lorain, coming from Lorain uh, when we're there. A lot of times, like today, we're at my office actually doing the taping. So, uh, thank you for tuning in today once again. I'm in the with my good friend and assistant, David Abood. Great to be here with you, John. And his son, Tristan, who's home from college. Yes, sir. Good yeah, to have you good on, to have you here. I'm excited, excited for yeah, this topic. Great to have you here. This is a cool topic. Yeah, yeah it is. It's the greatest it's, topic. It's the biggest topic. So all of you listening, if you have any problems with the radio and getting a good reception, you can live stream us on www.wnzn.org. That's wnzn.org. And you should get pretty good uh, streaming from that. Otherwise, maybe you're getting good uh, reception in the radio. Our signal kind of goes out towards Toledo and then down south. But it does come to the west side of Cleveland, too. So we've been uh, actually had some interesting guests on the past two months. We have a couple lined up coming up. And we've also had several interesting topics. We looked at the parables of Jesus Christ. We looked mm-hmm. at some other uh, issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, even last week we were talking about some uh, things that really, right. uh, Christ in the Old Testament, right. particularly right. in the book of Genesis, right. and we'll pick that up again. But today I want us to discuss and look at perhaps the most important question mm. that man has ever had on this planet. Or at least the most foundational. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, everything else comes from this one question, and that is, is there a God? Mm-hmm. Is there a God? And now... There either is a God or there's no God, and if there is a God, what is that God like? Right. Which prompts the second question. And so we're going to start out in a general okay. sense and look at what is, well, what is what do we think about the existence of God? We can use the Bible. We will use the Bible, but there's other reasons to believe in a God that you don't even have to use the Bible. Right. Uh, from uh, we'll get into that. But again, uh, this is the big question. Uh, it's as important four thousand years ago. As it is today, yeah, you know, it's just right. because be man, man's <clears throat> behavior is determined by what he believes. Yeah, um, b- belief determines behavior, mm. and if we believe there's no God, then we may act accordingly. You know, in terms of right. life decisions. But if we believe there is a God and He's revealed Himself, then it behooves us to to learn what He expects of us and, and all of these yeah. kinds of issues. So. Uh, is there a God? Does God exist? Well, philosophers and theologians over the ages have dealt with this issue and have provided answers why there is a God. And now coming from the other side with an atheist or an agnostic, uh, there's reasons they will say there is no God. So we'll look at that a little bit. But there are some general reasons to believe that there is a God. Mm. Uh, The very fact that we can discuss this indicates we have a logical, rational Mm -hmm. mind. Well, where does a logical, rational mind come from? Right. Somebody has made the statement, if there's no God, there'd be no atheist. But it is kind of true <laughs> because as a human being, yeah. um, where do we get this ability to self-reflect? Where right. do we get this ability to reason or to make assumptions or even to have any kind of science that's based on some kind of predictable laws? Right. And so one of the big reasons people <clears throat> will say there is a God, it's a fancy term, is the teleological which is the design right. argument mm. yep. or put forth. Now, uh, there's a very interesting theologian uh, back two centuries ago by the name of William Paley. He, he's called the watchmaker or design argument. Yeah. He would put forth the idea that if you were walking along a beach right. Right. 
and you saw some stones laying there by the beach, you would say, well, okay, the wind and the sea and the mm -hmm. rain and they, over a thousand years, it's shaped to make that particular shape mm -hmm. with a stone. Right. It might uh -huh. be smooth. It might have cracks in it. Right. But if you continue to walk on that same beach and you saw a watch, right. mm. you would not suppose that that came about as a result of natural occurrences, the wind, the mm -hmm. rain, time, chance right. you would know by looking at that right that is a highly designed object yes. that had to have a designer correct well right. of course a watch cannot even compare to let's say a bird or an insect let alone a human being mm -hmm. that has incredible complexity yeah. and indicates an incredible amount of design that's right maybe you guys right. want to, to talk about that just a little bit yeah so um exactly john so it i guess what well, one of the big things in terms of the defense, you know, that God exists is you do take a look at the um, precision of nature. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing you look at is even our human DNA. Yeah. Mm. You know, the human DNA code. It's just incredible. And, it, you know, it's kind of like uh, the watch scenario you just gave. When you open up the body and you take a look at the DNA, if right. you don't think there's a... a uh, a supernatural designer I don't know what's gonna right. push you over the top on that uh, logically but also the rotation of the earth the fact that the axis is perfect for yeah. the life we have if you go off from that axis at all th there's there's no life right well and that so, goes to yeah. the next one Dave which right. is called fine-tuning right exactly so if we stay with design right uh, from from a molecule to the Milky Way from yeah. an ant to an elephant right what you just said is true, mm. David. There's yeah. complexity. Right. There's design, mm -hmm. and it's 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 can now can this become about as, as a result of time plus chance mm -hmm. equals what we have today? Right. right. When it definitely seems to indicate that we keep the you know you got a you got a telescope you see design way right. out there. You right. Know? You get a microscope. <clears throat> the further they go into looking at a cell, the more complex it is. <laughs> well, yeah. Some have point, described yeah. a cell as a uh, uh, a factory. Mm -hmm. You see valves open mm -hmm. and heat goes yeah. in there and yeah. it gets displaced and then there's the Good elimination point. of waste material and then it has built within it a replication right. mechanism to produce another cell. Well, how how can this be? How can anything like that right. randomly? Right. It's like if I'm if I'm rolling dice, let's say I'm flipping right. a coin right. and I'm flipping a coin. Well, you have 50% heads or tails. Mm -hmm. Now, if I get 10 coins and I flip it and they all turn up heads, you're going to say something's wrong here, let alone 50 coins mm. all turn up heads. Yes. Have, yep. Then you're going to say something's wrong with this or somebody is doing something. Somebody right. is monkeyed yeah. with the works to get this high level of design. You know, uh, one of the things that I, I put in my notes is the fact that, you know, can we prove God exists? That there are no absolute truths or proof outside of pure logic and mathematics. Mm -hmm. Just like a courtroom, you know, when we're in a courtroom, it doesn't require absolute proof. We just have to say within a reasonable doubt. Right, right. So, you know, you, I, you got to kind of keep that in mind when you're asking the question, does God exist? And and because perfect knowledge is beyond our ability. Right. Right. You know? We're period. finite. Right. We, 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 yeah. we admit we have a finite right. mind. And if there is a God, he has, by definition, he has an infinite mind. Right. So logically, we can only jump so high. Mm -hmm. But you, to your other point, David, is well taken that... There, there's, you're dealing with possibilities and probability. Yeah. All things are possible. I mean, Mars can be made out of green cheese and inhabited by little uh, UFO uh, right. mice flying <laughs> right. around on saucers. Yeah. Right. I mean, but it's probably not probable, right? right. Yeah. So yeah. it's the same thing when we look at this whole thing with design mm -hmm. in, in the universe around us. 
what is most probable time hmm. times chance and randomness gets us to where we are today right or there seems to be a mind yes. behind it. even if it's right. not the god of the bible there does seem Correct. to be some type of mind or hmm. design that's intentional right it comes up with these exquisitely nuanced hmm. uh objects you know just right. think of an ant or a bumblebee how they're not only self-contained within themselves to fly or to crawl, but they do yeah. it in colonies, and then they have ways of judging distance to the nearest pollen field and all that. It just boggles the mind, let alone... And, you know, Mr. Martha, too, if you think about the idea of thoughts, like, okay, thoughts, like the human consciousness, it's like, it's honestly just the most miraculous thing, because, like, you have these non-physical thoughts, which you have no way to measure, nor way to, like, prove that you are having a thought. There's no way to physically prove that I am thinking a certain word right. at a certain time. Yet, these non-physical thoughts, they have the ability to somehow mysteriously guide my physical body into doing things in a physical plane. Yeah. So I have this out... <clears throat> it, it's just... It's bizarre. It's kind of bizarre. You know no, what I mean? Yeah, very like, bizarre. We have, yeah. we, we have non-physical things which we can't quantify the ability of our brain. You know what I mean? Like, we are... We, supercomputers are not equal to our brain. Right. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. that thing was just... It just happened to happen, and then humans just happened to gain dominion over the earth, and then to have the ability to like use mathematics to quantify. Like, isn't it also kind of odd that mathematics works perfectly in tune with the laws of science? Like, um, like Albert Einstein used like laws of mathematics to quantify a lot of theories. You know, like right. A equals mc squared is able to get these massive concepts and boil them down to basic. Basic principles of math, which again is a concept, which is able to you to study it. Oh yeah, it's awfully strange. Right, it was Einstein himself. Is a good point, Tristan. He said, "What is very surprising is that the universe is intelligible. Yes, that mm. it makes sense that right. you can use mathematics and you can see patterns right. and numbers like the Fibonacci mm -hmm. or pi. These these rather repetitive. And somebody has suggested science is just thinking thoughts after God. Right. Yep." Because yeah. all the great scientists throughout history, Copernicus mm. and Newton and all these guys, were had a belief in God, mm -hmm. and they believed that God was a not only a moral lawgiver, mm -hmm. but a natural lawgiver. Right. So if I throw a pencil up in the air, there's a law of gravity that's going to bring it down. Mm -hmm. yeah. That the water at the 32 degrees is going to freeze, yeah. but at 212 degrees, it's going to turn to steam. Right. So those are yeah. laws. Mm -hmm. where, where does the laws come from? From a lawgiver. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, and now who is the lawgiver? That it suggested again. Yeah. It's God. Anyway, my my, my yeah. point in all that was just that there's these like like whether it's math, whether whether it's thought, we have these non-physical constructions that determine the workings of a mm -hmm. separate physical world. Right. And it just yeah. it seems awfully odd that there is yeah. something separate and detached from the physical world that we live in and observe yeah. in that is not just quantifiable and studyable, but we use it. To use to, to quantify yeah, the moral arguments just, are good it and evil seems too. like there yeah. is something else out there right you know what I mean no, yeah. you're exactly it's just, right. it makes logical sense now follow that Who's Let's the say, moral it's, we'll it's come moral. to the moral yeah. argument in a moment right. right but come to that thing I want to stay with this design okay yeah if it, you, whether it's again if it's a little tiny insect if it's an elephant if it's a star it indicates design and functionability. Yes. Now let's think of let's think of from a an car. outside source. Yeah, right. here. Right. Think of a car. Yep. It's got all the components. It's got an engine. It's got an exhaust system, a transmission, a battery, a fuel system, mm -hmm. and it's sitting in the parking lot. Yep. Right. It's just sitting there. It's got everything that it needs, mm -hmm. but it lacks one thing, something that's outside of itself. 
to come in and turn it on. The driver is not made up of what the car is made of. Yeah. He's right. outside it. Right, right. The car can have all these components yes. that are in really perfect condition, but it goes nowhere. Right. The universe, like you say, Tristan, has to have something out of it mm. to come into mm -hmm. it to, so yeah. to speak, mm -hmm. drive it. Now, mm -hmm. that, that brings us to another argument. It's called uh, the cosmological or Kalem argument, yeah. which says okay. everything is in motion, mm -hmm. but everything that is in motion must have something to cause that motion. Motion to begin. Exactly. Right. Okay. So if I had a thousand right. dominoes, you know, there's a uh -huh. Ripley's, there's this yeah. thing, right. I, you right. can right. Google it up. This guy's got yeah. a million dominoes. They go out <laughs> and all this and this and yeah. that, all this yeah. way. Right. But a domino cannot start the dominoes going. Correct. Mm. Even though the chain reaction is going to be like yes. all this crazy stuff is going on. Yes. It needs something outside of the domino. Right. right. Whether it be hit. wind, whether it be a hand, it needs the, something the, that the is started up. The big force. one is the Big Bang Theory. Right. So the Earth wasn't always in existence. 4.5 billion years ago, the Earth was created. Well, and so, you, yeah, so what... Well, what created that event? Well, that's the key, yeah. too. When we come, that goes to the first cause, David. Yeah. Because whatever was the first cause right. had to be out of time, so right. it's timeless. Right. Right. It had to be beyond space, right. out of space. Right. But like if you go to the Cleveland Museum and you see a painter, yeah. you, that painter that did that is not in the museum standing next <laughs> to you. Yeah. You right. know what I'm saying? He's right. outside. He's dead maybe 500 years ago. But you can tell a lot by looking at that painting about that painter. Mm. So, too, it, so it, you, you need somebody that's out of time, so he's timeless. Right. You need somebody that's out of space, right. so he's space, he's not constrained by space. But he's also created matter, but he's not matter. So mm. he's greater than all this matter. So let's see what it says in the Bible. I'm, not, uh -huh. I'm just going to get in the Bible a little okay. bit because I want to present my argument. Sounds good. Uh, Where are we it headed? It said the very first verse, it says, in the beginning... God created ah. the heavens and the earth. Oh, yeah. Beginning one. time. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. How's time broken down? Past, present, and future. future. Right. Okay. God created. There's the activity. There's uh -huh. the agency. The heavens, space. Yes. How is space divided? Right. Length, width, height. Right. Ooh. The earth. Ooh, yeah. Okay. That's matter. Mm -hmm. How's matter created? Solid, liquid, gas. gas. Right. Okay. So right there at the very beginning, yeah. God is outside of this stuff because he's making this stuff mm. the, the, you know what i mean mm. wow Wh whoever made this table was outside this table to make mm. this table he's not here now but we can look at this table and maybe we look around mm. and we can mm. see his name here somewhere or manufactured by so it, you're it, right there are firm contrasts in the order of creation yes, that right. show a demonstrative and logical train of thought yeah that's why even people that go with the big bang say look at the Big Bang, you know, they, they developed this idea of singularity. There was this, there was this little tiny thing, whatever it might be, and right, it exploded. Right, right. Or, 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 right. But that, what they say, even at the beginning, it had to have things concerning electromagnetism. It had to have things about gravity. It had to have powerful and weaker nuclear attraction and to make this thing work right. to an expanded yeah. universe. Yeah. But it, what is going back to the idea? Is that possible? Well, right. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but what is more probable? See, we're always going to probability. That's right. Just and like so in the courtroom, you, you got yeah, to use so your the logic. scales are yeah. tipping. Right. So that's another argument, David. That yeah. your proof system is what's called um, the cosmological or the Kalem, which is first cause. Right. What, what right. started this thing? Going. Yep. Uh, the second we looked at a little bit is uh, design or teleological. Right. 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 And, and where do we get this harmony, this order, this mm -hmm, design? Mm -hmm. 
then comes this idea of a moral right. argument. Yeah. Um, yep. Oh, well, why like the argument? Argument. Go yeah. on, you can Well, okay, off. Mr. Martha, you've taught me that the moral argument, how do you know what is right and wrong? Mm -hmm. Like, what is that moral compass? How do you, why is guilt mm -hmm. a part of your system? Like, right. if you're logically created to survive, why does guilt exist? You know, like, that doesn't benefit you. Guilt is... Like, it would be the most logical for every single person on this earth to go around identifying only with themselves and building relationships for their own personal gain and for no other reason. And if you feel guilty about betraying someone, that sh that feeling shouldn't exist because you did it for your own good. Right. You know what I mean? So, like, why, why do we know right and wrong? Why do we know it's okay to not steal? Why does the Bible so closely match the ideas that, like, the Ten Commandments, like, do not steal, do not commit right. adultery? Why are these virtues that... Even to today, we right. still, in some regard, hold very highly. You know, right. why is this? Why? Why does that exactly? Right. Right. Why? 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 why, do, why you bring up a good point, Tris, in this. Why do we intrinsically have this knowledge of good mm. and evil? Mm. Now we'll get into this. We can suppress it. We can push it down. Sure. Yeah. But for example, we know this is unique to human beings mm. because <clears throat> we never say like, uh, "Oh, the cat murdered the mouse." Right. Mm. He might kill the mouse for food or something, but he didn't murder him. Mm. You see what I'm saying? The, the, the dog, uh, mm. they, they don't commit espionage. Or they don't, <laughs> right. Well, those are moral uh, judgments no. <laughs> right. that are made of right. human beings. Right. 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 Where does yeah. this come from? Now, the if, moral it's just, if it's yeah. just evolutionary, yeah. well, then you could posit the, the truth that Hitler yeah. wanted to, to, to uh, develop this uh, uber race. We right. call the ubermensch, the great man, oh, the Aryan race. Uh -huh. right. And he is going to get rid of all mm -hmm. the people that he didn't fit that, that yes. program. That so you could say, why is he right or wrong? Right. You mm. see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you get enough people to say he's right and it's, we're in an evolutionary progressive trend yes, here yes. he's going to try to speed up the evolutionary yeah. process to get yeah. to this higher mm -hmm. uh the uber yeah. man you know the great man you know mm. what he, but but we know that's wrong because we intrinsically feel wherever you go around the world yeah. that it's wrong to hurt a little child right it's wrong to take that which doesn't belong to me now man can suppress that yeah but not mm. for long because did you ever take a beach ball and try to push it under the water. Oh, yeah, sure. What right. happens? Oh, it pops, well, right, pops, right, it pops back right back up. Because that's its yeah. nature. This is nature. Because it's buoyancy. Yeah. Because, again, we talked because about conscience. the Because conscience. Yes. Now, man can damage his conscience. Yes, he can. Uh, but, uh, again, if we're going to look to the biblical kind of worldview, we know that when Adam and Eve left the Garden of Eden, they had the knowledge of what? Right. Good and evil. Good and evil. So, okay, essentially, I, I'm, this, this, this woman named Elizabeth W. Byer, I don't know who she is, but mm -hmm. she wrote something that I think really applies well to the beach ball example. To the idea that things are built into creation to describe the nature of a creator. So here, just listen to this. To prove gravity exists, the effects are seen. Similarity, or similarly, God's effect on it and in the world can be seen. A parable says that a king asked a rabbi for proof of God. And when the king was gone, the rabbi wrote a lovely poem on the paper and left. So the king comes back and he asks the rabbi about the beautiful poem, but the rabbi denied writing it. The king is furious, saying the ink was not even dry and no one else was in the room. But the rabbi said, it's the same with the world. It's not possible that it simply invented itself or came into existence without God. That's a good, that's a good analogy. Right? Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's, that, yeah, that, that, that harkens yeah. back... The story is told of Isaac Newton, a yeah. friend, an uh, yeah. atheist friend came to his library. And yeah. he back then they had these things where they have the uh, solar system. It was uh -huh. done up in a model, almost like a watch. But you right. have these mm -hmm. things and you could wind it. And it, was, it was fantastic. It cost right. a lot of money to make. Uh -huh. And he said to the uh, Newton, he was going by and he says, who built this? Right. And Newton looked at him with a little grin. And he says, oh, nobody did it. 
<laughs> but you got, you, again, complexity like that. Phenomenal. So we move from what we call first cause to yeah. design. <clears throat> okay. And then the moral argument, we could spend a lot more time on each oh, one yeah. of these. I mean, there's a ton but of... But then comes yeah. what's known, and it's getting more and more thought about, <clears throat> and that's called fine-tuning. Yep. Okay, how This so? universe is fine-tuned. Yeah. They call this, sometimes they call this, we're, we live in a Goldilocks zone. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. Ah, you had to have the right level the of gravity. Temperature, you had to have the right distance from the sun. Right. So we don't boil, we don't freeze. As you said earlier, David, mm -hmm. the axis of the earth is tilted just a little bit. Um, water, yeah. how it <clears> freezes. <throat> you know, all of these things, there's at least 20 or more what they call constants. Yeah. Mm. Uh, right atmospheric pressure, right ba balance mm -hmm. of heavy elements, organic molecules, right strength of gravity. Uh, from molecules to the Milky Way, everything has... Somebody has suggested, here's what famous astronomer Fred Hoyle says, a common sense interpretation of the facts suggests a super intellect has monkeyed with physics, chemistry, and biology right. to get where we're at today. Yeah, mm. Everything is finely tuned mm. that we can live life and sustain life. Right. You know, I mean... You know, the sun came up at a certain time. You know, we go to sleep, and the body for eight hours keeps itself moving, heart yeah, beating, right. blood circulation. How does all this go? Mm, you know, yeah. I mean, you put something in the backyard about a foot deep, size of a marble, water it, in about 20 years, that thing is going to be three times the size of your house. Mm. Right. How is that possible? All right. It's you know crazy. I mean? the, design. the DNA that's on a, a, a human DNA double helix I mean, it's like more than a library in terms of information. You're right. Here is. You it's know, insane. So how, anybody will tell you that you cannot get information, like coding on yeah. a computer. You need a coder, mm. right? Or is I always hold up a little thumb drive, you know? Yeah. Little plastic, little mm -hmm. piece of metal. That, that doesn't mm -hmm. give it value. What gives it value is what's loaded on that thing, yeah, right? right? What it, mm -hmm. bytes of information. Well, if I hold up a little acorn... Which has more DNA? Which has more information on that? Right. That 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 little thumb drive. Yeah, you can get programs off that. But off that little acorn, you're going to get Man. thirty, Man. forty years of right. thousands of little right. acorns. They're going to come off that yes. thing. So, to have information downloaded on DNA, you need an informant. Mm -hmm. You need sure. an informer. Yeah, right. Yep. It's not random. How can DNA program itself? Exactly. You can't do it. Right. You simply can't do it. Yeah. I mean, there, there is no way to explain the sun and the heavenly bodies continuing in their orbit century after century. Uh, and even the seasons. I think the big one for me is the seasons every year. You know, you go in the appointed time that the trees are producing their leaves in the spring and drop them in the fall. Year after year after year, you just see this. Yeah. You know, the yeah. seasons themselves, you see that internal clock built into the planet. For me, that's that's my driver. Oh, yeah. Uh, let alone when you think about all the animals that aren't going to grocery stores to eat and they're cared for. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you know, so it's th th that's where it started with me, really. Yeah, well, the, yeah. just observation. That's right. why it'll say in Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God. Yeah. The mm. firmament, the atmosphere, mm -hmm. shows his handiwork. Day unto day showeth knowledge. Night unto night reveal wisdom. Right. Yeah, that's so Romans. Day and yeah. night, uh, Psalm 19. Yeah, so, yeah, and I'm looking at Romans we'll 120. Yeah. Yeah, okay, we'll get you want to wait on that? Okay. Yeah. So, the idea by just looking right. out at these things, right. uh, like you say, David, mm -hmm. the seasons, yeah. 
who's running the show? Exactly. I mean, why is this yeah. like this? And right. why? Right. Okay, we had a hot month. Okay, with temperature maybe got up to 100. But what if it went up to 180 every day? You know, right. or what if in the winter it went to 40 below zero on for a month long? You know, why is it just, they call it the, remember Goldilocks? The, my yeah. dude, she yeah. eats the oatmeal and that's okay. too hot, okay. that's right. too cold. They say we're in the, what they call the Goldilocks zone. Right. Everything is just, <laughs> it's just perfect. Right. It's just right. For life. That's phenomenal. You know, for life. Yeah, right. Well, where does that come from? Exactly. Is it just random? Right. You know, it's, it's not chaotic. But that leads us to where you go to Romans 120, David. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was... Um, so let me, uh, and we'll go to Romans one twenty. Because okay. this is a really pretty succinct way of looking at this. Whole. Yep. So Romans one twenty. You can start with nineteen. And okay, 20. sure. Uh, since what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them, for since the creation of the world. God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. See, there's a lot in there. Yeah, right. Number one, right. it says what may be known of God is manifest or mm -hmm. declared. It yes. should be visible yeah. in them. We're going to look at that. We have external and internal uh, witness of God. Mm -hmm. We'll see this in a second. Mm -hmm. For God has shown it to this. This yeah. I call the universe the big show. It's just it's right, there. Right, it's right. just out yeah. there. Okay. <laughs> Every day the big show is on. For since the creation of the world, he goes all the way back to creation. Yeah. Now, why, why this is so important, he's he's saying nobody can ever on the judgment say, you didn't give me enough proof. See, this mm. is what the famous uh, atheist... Uh, Bertrand Russell said the 1900, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. early 20th century. Yeah. He said, okay, he wrote the book, Why I'm Not a Christian. But they said, if you die and wake up in the presence of God, what would you say? And he said, I will say, you did not give us enough proof. Mm -hmm. Where God says, I'm giving you proof yeah, every day, every mm. day, every yes, day. Yes, he is. Yeah. So it says nobody can have that excuse. And I like in my Bible, it says what can be known about God is plain. I like the word plain because plain induces, induces the idea of what's the word simplicity. Yeah. Right? It is simple and it is, in the, in, it is within grasp, reasonable grasp. Because yeah. Isaiah, God says, come let us reason together. Therefore, it is reasonable for us to be able to exactly. grasp these truths. Exactly right. Good point, Tristan. And the other thing that really blows this up for a lot of people, whenever I talk to people that are non-believers, they always go immediately to pain and suffering in the world. Yeah. And right. that's what they go to to say there is not a God. Yeah. We don't we'll, believe there's a God. We're going to get there, we'll but I'm just saying, yeah. Yeah. That, but, but then you got to bounce back to this. Yeah. And you got to believe this is the Word of God. Period. Yeah, and, yeah. and we'll get that. That's a whole separate it show, is. pain sure and evil. Is. But we can yeah. separate that from natural evil right, right. to moral right. evil, sure. murder. Right. But we'll get into these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But what's here? Um, it's as you said, Tristan. It's plain. It, yes. God's plainly revealed this. Right. Understood by the things that are made. So there it tells us right. God's invisible. Yes. Right. But he tells us a lot. Again, I was just at the art museum last week. The thing is phenomenal. Cleveland Art Museum. But when you go from each of those rooms, it's jaw-dropping. Right. Whether you're looking at right. these statues made in yeah. ancient Egypt, right. or you look at these painters from the Middle Ages, it's just exquisite. Mm. But the painter's not there. Yes. He's, you could say he's invisible. Yes. But that does not mean I don't believe 
yes. that this is an exquisite mm -hmm. work of art yes. done by an incredibly gifted painter yes. yeah. who I don't see or know, mm. but I can tell a lot about him mm. by looking at his work. True. See what I'm saying? True. Good point. Well, I would suggest, just as I walk through that art museum mm -hmm. and every hall you go through is jaw-dropping, I would suggest we live in an art museum every day. Mm. It's called mm. nature. Mm -hmm. And we're walking through it. Great like point. you said, seasons, trees, little children, squirrels, mice, moon, all of these things. But we don't know it right. any more than Clevelanders living Cleveland their whole life and never went to the art right. museum once. But yeah. this is what Abraham Lincoln said. Yeah. He says, everything I see teaches me to believe in a God that I do not see. Right. Nobody in their right mind going through the woods on a hiking trip mm -hmm. and saw a cabin there with built with timber and rocks and you open the door and there's a fire and a skillet and fish are frying on that pan and if you said i can't believe in this wilderness there's that cabin and i and i said well what happened there's a great storm right and logs rolled down the hill and they just happened to lock mm -hmm. themselves into place and then after that these rocks came and made this chimney and fireplace and oh by the way these fish just jumped out of the stream and went into the you think i was nuts <laughs> yes right but that's nothing compared what we see in nature every day right you're right you know and, right. and, and so it, it says in in verse 20 john his eternal power right okay so i you know i wanted to look up the definition of eternal because a lot of people ask me well well who created god like you know the, then you get into all those questions and the definition of eternal is lasting or existing forever without end or beginning yeah that's the key and then we can look at john later to to show that this is the only god and right. that he always was, and we can we can get into well, that later. Well, by definition, yeah. if you have, by definition, God is uncreated because mm -hmm. he is the creator. Well, sure. Okay, so there's several issues with this. Number one, we couldn't understand God if we tried. I mean, right. at, at that level. <laughs> yes. You see, I, if, yeah. if I taught my six-year-old granddaughter, um, let's say, the theory of relativity, mm -hmm. you know, of Einstein's, let's say I was a professor, she would not, I, I'm teaching to her as best I can. She might not get it, comprehend yeah. it. That does not mean the theory is not true because she can't mm -hmm. get it. Mm -hmm. Her little mind just can't handle that right. truth at that mm -hmm. time. So, again, we have a finite mind. God is infinite. Now, by definition, God is uncreated. That, that, otherwise, don't call him God. Call him mm -hmm. whatever, just another mm -hmm. part of creation. So to get creation, you have to have a creator. Definition of creator yes. is uncreated. Do we fully understand? Definitely not. Always beware of a God that you can fully understand. Mm. There's no mystery yeah. because our little finite minds right. are always thinking up these little right. gods like Zeus and all this. Yes. But the idea being that, yeah. let me give you an, an example. It'd be like saying, remember H.G. Wells wrote the book, uh, the story, uh, The mm -hmm. Invisible Man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you say, and, and let's say it was true, there really was an invisible man running around. And you said, I won't believe in the invisible man unless you show me a picture of him. <laughs> well, by definition, that's the invisible. one thing I can't give you. Yes, right. But I can show you his footprints yes. in the snow. Yes. I can show you when he jumps into a swimming pool. Right. I can show you if he picks up this chair and throws it across the room. Yep. But the thing you want me to give you is, by definition, the very thing right. I can't give yes, you. Yes, yes. <laughs> understand that? Yeah. It's a little mind yep. uh, analogy, but yeah. it works. Right. That God is... <laughs> God is spaceless, timeless, immaterial. 
but he's also personable. He's yeah. a person. Mm. He's not a force. Yes. We have personhood, right? Yes. So here, let's work this backwards. How can you get something out of nothing? How can you get matter out out of, out of other matter? Yeah. You see, you saying? cannot. You can't. By so, so so and then how can you get life yeah. out of non-life? Right. You cannot. If, you can't yeah. do it. Right. Then how do you get consciousness? Right. Like we have a highly right. evolved consciousness right. out of something that isn't mm-hmm. living or conscious. Then how do you get conscience, which is moral code, right, out of something that doesn't have right. a moral code? Right. You know. So how do you? Again, let's go back to possible, probable. You're putting these pieces on mm-hmm. the probable in your way in this thing uh-huh. that there is indeed a God. And so um, it's very interesting, the discussion, but I've heard that, well, who created God? Yeah. But you're dealing with the wrong no, sure. definition. Yeah. Yes, you right. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's saying, uh, um, it's hard to describe, but it's but almost it, like it, saying... But, but it connects to, is there a God? And so you yes. have to understand the fact that he always was and always will be. And, and uh, you know, Scripture provides for that. It, mm. it tells us in his hand, um, you know, that he was before the universe was created. Right. You know, Jesus, yeah. he, you know, the Word was with God. and you know, the Th- That's word, why I go yeah. to the video we made, David, on right. the cartoon strip. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, the cartoon strip, the figures on there, the characters mm-hmm. are locked on a two-dimensional plane. Yes. Two, they, they could go up, they could go down. That's it. Yes. Two-dimensional. But um, they don't know what's coming in the next panel of the cartoon. Right. They right. just know what's going on here. Let's say right. they had a little bit of intelligence. Right. They would know nothing about the artist or the mm-hmm. cartoons because he's, uh, he's not limited to that. And their little questions on that cartoon page are so insignificant hmm. to him because he's out here. He can see right. the first panel right. to the last. Yes. He created these cartoon yeah. characters to begin with. The only time they might even come, if he reveals himself to them, or if he pulls them off the page and lets them sit in the artist's studio, uh, which I believe it yeah. says in Ephesians that in the ages to come, God is going to continue yeah. to reveal Man. stuff to us about him. That's cool. We're in kindergarten now right? in terms and of our knowledge of God. I love that example, and it's a wonderful video that we're, we're building with that. But it also then shows us that our perfect knowledge is beyond our ability. Because mm-hmm. how does he step out of time and space? You know, we, we don't have those answers, and that's when we start to think right. that faith is necessary. That's when you have to incorporate your faith in your personal walk right. into this to help others see it. That's a good point, David. Yeah. Because let, let's face it, it all requires faith. Right. For me to believe that everything started out of nothing with a big bang, mm-hmm. that requires faith. Heck yeah. When yeah. I was a kid and we blew up little plastic metal cars with firecrackers at 4th, it didn't come together in <laughs> yeah. an orderly yeah. 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 It requires faith. Right. For me to believe that man isn't special or unique or different than animal kingdom, mm-hmm. that requires an element of faith. For me to believe when I die everything is over and that it's a total annihilation, that requires some faith. But it all requires faith. That's it why it says in Hebrews, yeah. without faith it is impossible to believe God. Right. You see, by faith we believe that all things were created by yes. the Word of God. So even though we don't see God, yes. we have enough information to rely on God right. to obey God. But that's, you cannot use the yeah. sense organs. Let me give you an example. Um, we, we have five senses, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, okay, so the sense of... Uh, 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 taste okay can you taste the color red no no because you're using the wrong sense, sense organ, organ. Yes. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, can you hear um, 
something that's bitter. I mean, you hear the word no. bitter, but you don't know bitter, right? You don't know what bitter yeah. sounds like. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you never smelt the color mm-hmm. yellow. You might see it. In other words, you got to use the right sense organ yeah. to, to apprehend that, that phenomenon. Right. Mm. So, too, with God, he's beyond our finite mind, mm. but we can access him, according to the Bible, but by faith. So, essentially... We cannot fully understand God, and we never will fully understand mm-hmm. God. Yet, we can better understand with faith what we can never exactly. fully understand. It's like a sense organ. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So then, okay, I think we've very thoroughly tackled the idea of there is a God. Um, why don't but we let me up? hold on yeah. one second oh, okay. on yeah. that. Because, um, because of faith, and mm-hmm. faith cometh by hearing and yep. hearing by the Word of God, it's like almost a highly developed sense organ in a sense. So by faith... And through the Word of God, I understand, number one, there is a God. I also understand that I have a soul. Mm. Okay, I don't see my soul, but based on this scriptures, right. Jesus says, what is a profit of man to gain the whole world but lose yeah. his soul? Yeah. So, right. so the soul is extremely important. Yes, yes, yes. I believe there's angels, Okay, yes. even though I don't see them. Mm-hmm. I believe there's a demonic realm mm-hmm. flying around here. I don't see them. I believe there's a hell. I don't see. I believe there's a heaven. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. We see now, right. so to speak, by faith. And I base my whole life on that. My right. life's decisions right. Right. on those right. things. But you're right, Tristan. We kind of did an overview, an over right. flyover of some of the main yeah, arguments sure. or reasons. Only to some, got, of course. Yeah, Only some yeah. But okay, so, so first, okay, Mr. Murthy, you've done a video on sources of authority. And again, first of all, the, the first thing you have to do to, to understand God or to begin to understand God is to accept there is a God and then to perceive him through nature. The second step is to understand the source of authority. So you've built a whole video on this you, called you know, like your source of authority video yes. where you basically describe that you believe the Bible is not just describing a source of authority, but the only and the most logical source of authority that there is to follow. And you just said you based your whole life on it. So I guess my second question is, um, how do you know that the Christian God is the one true God? Mm-hmm. How, do, how do we say that God is this God? Yes. How, do we, how do we quantify right. which God is Got the it. God, yeah. if there is God? Okay, several things going on here, and it's a great question. Number one, um, when we look at nature, that's what's known as natural revelation. Okay. They say God reveals himself in two books, yeah. uh, the book of nature and the book of scripture. Okay. Okay, those two. Now, nature can tell you so much, like you just read from Romans one twenty. Right. But to under, really understand God and his attributes, mm. his character, how he made man, yes. what's man like, yes. that requires what we call specific or revealed uh, knowledge of God. Because okay. looking at creation doesn't tell you about redemption. Yes. Looking at nature doesn't explain fully the fall of man yes. or the triune God. Although either. it describes parts of God's yeah. character, it limited. fails to teach us everything. Yeah, right. limited. We need the Word of God. That's why when you see Psalm 19, it'll go from creation and then it moves to the Word of God. Mm-hmm. It says the Word of God is perfect, thoroughly, you know, all of this stuff. Real high specificity. Sure. So why do we know this source of authority? Okay. Number one, everybody in the world has what's called a worldview. Okay. It's just how you see the world. Yeah. It could be, why am I here? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Is there a moral code I should live by? Uh, is there a God? Is there no God? What happens to me when I die? Yes. Like major questions of life. Yes. Well, what, what, what answers those or gives it stability for any, everybody's got a worldview, okay? And some is developed, some isn't that well developed. It's, but worldview is based on a source of authority. Yes. Source of authority could be a book, like from the Muslim, the Quran, the Hindu, the Bhagavad Gita, 
uh, Scientology Dianetics by L. Ron right, Hubbard. Right. Some people might say, I don't have a book. I don't have a holy book. I don't. But they become their own source of authority. That's mm. what's big in America today. Well, I just feel this. Oh, I think this. Nice. That I don't really have. Nice. I don't belong to a religion. I don't adhere to a right. holy book. So they be, it's what the Bible calls lean not to your own understanding. And it's, it's interesting, too, because Marxism, the way that Marxism was designed sort of by uh, uh, its creator was basically the idea of, okay, we're going to get rid of religion. But ironically, their Marxism philosophies became their own religion. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So Certainly. like, it, there really is no way that you cannot have a source of authority, right? You've like got a source yes. because even if you take the word religion out, use worldview. Because communists will say, or atheists, well, I don't have a religion. But yeah. they do have a worldview. Mm -hmm. So right. under the Big Ten umbrella is religion, right. philosophy, in non-philosophy, like Marxism. Right. Yes. But they have a worldview. I mean, that's based yes. on uh, Das Kapital or the, the writings of Lenin or sure. Marx. A communist uh, Mao, you know, the little right. red book. Yeah. So my point being that, is there something unique about our source of authority, the okay. Bible? And I would suggest yes. Okay. Uh, to Absolutely. prove life's biggest questions. Is right. there a God? What's he like? How did this all start? Mm. Is there a moral code? Yeah. What's going to happen to me when I die? And it's not based on my feelings or my thoughts. It's what's saying yeah. the scripture. Mm. Right. That's, that's the key. Jesus but said, you, heaven and earth yeah. will pass away, but my word will endure forever. This yeah. book isn't going anywhere. Yes. You know, we go, it stays. Just what it is. <laughs> but it has, the real quick in the remaining moments, and this is a yeah. whole other show we can pick up, Tristan. What makes this Bible, this book so unique is a couple of, number one, it's two books, yeah, one right. story. It's the Old Testament, 39 books. It's 27 in the New Testament. Yes. But it's one theme. It has a unifying theme. It breaks down into creation, fall, Recreation, yeah. Creation, fall, new creation, or right. recreation. That's the mm. that's the big arc line of this thing. What you call the uh, mega story. So it's it there's only has one God from start to finish, but He reveals Himself about His attributes. Yes. He's holy. He's just. He's merciful. He's mm. loving. He's but it also tells us about creation, particularly yes. man. Sure. That man is made in the image of God. Sure. But we fell. From God, sure. all have sinned and come short. And that theme runs all the way through the Scripture. Yep. But like any good story, it has a plot line, it has characters, but it has a main theme. But this has a central character, mm. yeah. the person of Jesus Christ. Right. Yeah. So it begins with Genesis, it ends with Revelation. They're like bookends; they clip together. Mm -hmm. The more you read it, and again, this could be another separate show, you'll see that just like nature itself had a, had a, a, a supreme author, so this book has an author. Mm. It, the, you know, the, I think one of the things I really liked when we were looking at this show is when you look at Genesis, you know, God tells us how the world operates. Yeah. He even explained what the world Earth looks like from space. Yeah. And then when you think that in 1492 was the first time that we finally realized the world was round, yeah. yet in the Bible in Genesis it talks about it being oval. It you can just nothing, see, right? right? You can just see the reliability of it. You know, critics are saying the Bible is not valid, but uh, it's it's not because the you know the Bible says God exists, but we've also proved its reliability with you know archaeology. You know, it's kind of like I, one of the things I wrote down here that I saw when we were reviewing this, it said it would be as irrational as dismissing every book describing Julius Caesar and then <laughs> claiming there are no records describing Julius Caesar. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, it just doesn't right. make any sense. Right. So um, between the secular history and the archaeology, 
and also just what we've seen, you know, all the way through the past right. two thousand years. So you can't say it's rubbish. It's essentially fair to yeah. say that it's scientifically backed, right, Mr. Murtha? Like, like kind of going off what Dad was saying. Like, it, like well, it is scientifically yeah, it, backed. It's not a book of science, right? You know, so it's not going to tell you how to build a computer. Right. It's not sure. going to tell you how to what make chemicals or mm -hmm. some medicine. But it is it it doesn't violate science. Right. You know, it has right. issues of gravity, like you say about the planetary mm -hmm. system yeah. or about. Um, the circular sure. earth or mm -hmm. how water freezes and even talks about absorption yeah, right. how the water talks about how the, how the oceans yeah. flow so everything it, it doesn't yeah. violate uh, scripture right. but it wasn't intended to be a science book per right. se mm -hmm. but it, where it really gets in is the human condition yes it shows us as morally corrupt you know mm -hmm. something's wrong with us that's right. why no matter how advanced we get in terms of civilization we don't become better on our own you know, some people say, well, they just need more education, more education. Right. That doesn't really do it. Let me give you a point. Okay. If you look at the start of the, tw the 20th century, okay. at the turn of the century, let's say right. 1900, 1920, uh -huh. who was the most civilized, advanced, artistic, engineering, uh, philosophy, music, the arts country in the world? I'm guessing us. Germany. Oh, Germany. Yeah. Germany. Oh. You know 20s, that. They were, yeah. I mean, they right. were just right up here. Yeah, they were. What were they doing in the 1940s? Putting human beings mm -hmm. on train cars and putting them in gas oh. chambers, trying to take over the world, putting tattoos and marks on people, experimenting, mm. bizarre surgical things on people and right. killing and tearing Trying families. to create the what perfect human too, right? What I'm showing you is that yeah. intellect right. is not... Is good. Don't get knowledge teaches a man how to make a living, but wisdom teaches a man how to live a life. That's right. Yeah, that's right. That's a quote. That was a quote there. Knowledge will get a man to the moon, but wisdom will get him to heaven. <laughs> you judge which one's more yeah. important. But man, you're right. Yeah. We'll close on this, but this opens up a lot of um, more sh shows, like David, you said about yeah. evil. And yeah. suffering, which is a big question. I mean, we could have a whole show mm -hmm. on that, but we could subdivide that. Like when I, it struck me when uh, I was doing a documentary mm -hmm. on a tsunami back in uh, 2004. I went mm -hmm. to southern Thailand with Madame de Phuket with my friend who was a filmmaker, and that was natural. Yep. That that mm -hmm. was a, that was a terrible event. It was catastrophic. Many people died. But then a week later, after that, we flew Bangkok to Cambodia, yeah. and we did a thing on landmine victims, which was from the killing fields. Right. Wow. And so it was it was the juxtaposition of natural suffering and man-made, or what we mm. call moral. And so we'll get into these and see Man. why these two things interlock. Yeah, yes. and, you know, one of the things, uh, I really like Professor John Lennox from Cambridge, oh, yeah. you know, and he, you know, he said uh, he was at uh, this conference again. I think he was at Harvard. He was at Cambridge University. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, when people ask me, I get this question all the time, does God exist? And he says, you know what? You have to know who's asking you the question. Right. If somebody's asking you the question and his father just died brutally from cancer, mm. how are you going to answer that question? Because mm. he's angry. Mm. And so we could go through and say, well, it's the precision of the earth, mm. this, that, and the other thing. But that's where we have to add our own personal story. Mm -hmm. right. And we have to show them how our faith uh, works because you got to get them by that. But that's basically what John Lennox said. And when it came to, I, I want to throw this in, when it came to pain and suffering, he said he immediately 
tells people about the fact that Christ came from his perfect world mm. down for us to redeem us and save us. Mm. He went on the cross, mm. right. was crucified, died, and rose to, to bring us eternal life. Mm. He didn't just sit in the stadium and watch us suffer. Right. Because he knew from the time we committed sin in the Garden of Eden that he would have to correct it. And yeah. so th that's what I like. And even when we, so Tristan, you know, even with the right. young people you're working with, yeah. and, and this was hard for me at first because of the way that I came to the Lord, just in the sense that when I grew up, people tried to force things on me, right. as, as you know my story mm. too well. And so I, I just urge the people out there that are trying to create disciples, make sure you know where they're coming from right. when they ask the question. Because you can answer it so many right. different ways. Right. Right. It's not just what we talked about today. Right. It's your own walk. Yeah. Right. Always yeah. remember, too, when you're sharing the gospel, we're not trying to win an argument. Yes. We're right. trying to win a person to come to know God. Well, exactly. You know, you right. know, yeah. We're not interested. We could, like you yeah. say, lay out all these cards mm -hmm. on the table. Sometimes you have to do it. Because mm -hmm. yep. some mm -hmm. people yeah. get to that level. But I do agree when it comes to pain and suffering, that can be two, three shows to really get yeah, into it. I'm right. not saying we have all the mm -hmm. answers, but I think we can frame it. Yes. And what you said, David, and we'll start wrapping it up here, study all other religions, okay? And I've studied a fair share of them. Usually they have a prophet slash teacher, uh -huh. a great, like the Buddha, Siddhartha yes. Gautama. Right. Right. And they will gain, gain a following. They'll have certain moral code. Do this, don't do right. that. Right. Eat this, do that, don't do that. And they usually die about 60, 70, 80 years old, natural death. And they make big monuments to these right. guys, you know, like you can make a pilgrimage to their, their, their cemetery. Right. But Christianity is unique. God, it, it puts forth on the uh, deposits that God entered into this world. Emmanuel, he took on flesh. He put on this mm -hmm. robe of flesh. He walked amongst us. He, he was... He was estranged. He was yep. betrayed. He was insulted. He was misunderstood. He was wrongly accused. Every physical wound, from puncture to punching to laceration to whipping, right. dehydration. Right. He entered into human suffering. And he chose didn't it. avoid it. He chose it. He chose it. Willingly chose it. So that's why the mm. emblem of the Christian mm. faith is the cross. Right. You know the cross in Roman. Um, Back then, that when they try to keep their empire together, right. you know, the, the, the Rome was amazing. When you see the roads they built uh -huh. and how far the yeah. yes, kingdom right. stretched, yes, they had a mail postal system and everything. But their armies were so sophisticated; right. they mm. would put down a rebellion. They didn't care what you believed, <laughs> right. superstition, yeah, yeah. ghosts, this that doesn't matter. Yeah. But they did, they didn't want no, nobody to be revolting, no mm. rebel. They couldn't have these rebel uprisings, right. and they would use the cross as a billboard. Mm. Don't do this. Right. This. That's why they put the your charge above you. Right. Thief, revolutionary, rebel, whatever. And so you're going into town and you see these rotten bodies on a cross. And you think I have the very emblem that they used to keep people under their thumb was mm. the very emblem that Jesus would use to <laughs> flip it. And Mr. Bertha, I love that because <laughs> yeah, that you know good. what you said last time. <laughs> like, okay, the last radio show you did was on Abraham and Isaac, right? Uh -huh. You know what you said the first word of the Bible was. Like the, or the first time love was used, mm. it's used in this sacrificial example right. of Abraham and Isaac. Right. And then you compare, like you basically spent that entire radio show comparing that to Jesus. 
And I think, how well does that not apply to us? You know, yeah. how, how is. important is love? That's so, good. you know, yeah. I, I want to just give a quick shout out to my friend Daniel, who actually 90 minutes ago kind of asked me proofs about the gospel right before this, uh, right before this started happening. So, Daniel, I hope this was very helpful to you. And Mr. Martha, Dad, thanks for inviting me. Oh, on absolutely. Always good so to have you. It was a lovely you, show. Son. Yeah. Um, you know, on that point, Tristan, we were looking at the principle of first mention, which is yeah. going to be, I just did that on some of your notes here, David, uh -huh. that you sent me, really great notes that the first mention of love in the Bible is uh, Genesis 22. Mm -hmm. Abraham, take your son, your only son, whom you love, right. and mm -hmm. offer him up. Right. First mention of love in the Gospel of John in the New Testament is what? For God so loved wow. the world, the he world. gave his only wow. son. Phenomenal. It's not, it's yeah. not it's it's no coincidence. No, absolutely yeah. not. So God bless you all. Have a great weekend. And we look forward to the show coming up. Um, any closing thoughts, David, on this? No, uh, I really enjoyed this show. This and we, we could probably have, you know, uh, several more just on mm -hmm. the same topic. But we'll talk about it. Have a great weekend, everybody. Yeah, yeah stay safe. God everyone. bless. And we have some special guests coming. Yeah. And then we're going to get back Jesus in Genesis or in the Old Testament. Right. And also we're going to tackle this idea of evil yeah. and pain. Why is there evil and pain if God is a good God? That'd be a great one. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. All right, God bless you all. Take care.